You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome in to Duval Daily, presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thank you so much for tuning in here. We have got one more night until the 2023 NFL Draft kicks off in Kansas City. Your Jacksonville Jaguars, they hold the 24th overall pick. They hold nine total draft picks in the upcoming draft. Right now, I've got my final what I would do mock draft for your Jacksonville Jaguars in the 2023 draft cycle. I think I dropped my final what I would do a couple weeks ago, but I decided to go ahead and and release one more just prior to, to draft day so I could go ahead and get my final thoughts out on who the Jacksonville Jaguars should take with the 24th overall pick and throughout the rest of the draft. So I'm really fired up to get into it. Had a lot of fun with this one. I think it might be one of the more unique drafts that you see, mock drafts you see for the Jacksonville Jaguars in 2023. Um, I, I view this team as a team that is really close to being a real championship caliber football team. And for me, I see the Jaguars needing not depth all over the place, but if they could get a few key contributors in this draft class, I think they have a chance if they can stay relatively healthy in 2023 to really compete at the highest level with the teams in the top of the AFC. Talk about the Chiefs, obviously, the Bills, the Bengals, etc. I think the Jaguars are right there on the doorstep. And if they hit a home run in this draft, they could be... They could be there at the end this year. I I really believe that. When you talk about the development of Trevor Lawrence and the rest of this offense in year two under Doug Peterson, you talk about getting Calvin Ridley, a legitimate wide receiver one in the building. Um, Looking at the defensive side of the ball, I think you expect a big leap from Trayvon Walker, a leap from Devin Lloyd. I think you, you expect to see improved play from some of the other young players on that side of the ball as well. So if you can bolster this roster uh, with a couple more really, really talented pieces that can be immediate impact type players, I think the Jaguars, like I said, could be there at the end this year. And that's really exciting. So I had that in mind when going through this draft. How do the Jaguars get over the top? How how do they go into Kansas City and win a, a road playoff game? Or heck, how do they get themselves to the point where they're not traveling anywhere? In the playoffs, they're hosting some playoff games. That's the goal here with this draft, and not just to set us up for 2023, but I think you also have to think about the long term prospects of the football team as well. But uh, I'm not going to sacrifice 2023 for long term. Like the Jaguars, in my opinion, they're in a Super Bowl window right now, and they need to take advantage of that. So without further ado, We'll go ahead and kick it off with 24 overall. I've been very clear about what I think the Jaguars should do here. I've been very clear about what I think they will do. I think if Brian Branch falls to 24, which according to most mock draft experts from around the league or from around the web, that's what you're seeing and they're getting their information from 
teams, generally speaking. When they do their big boards, that's usually based off uh, their evaluation. You know, Mel Kuyper or Daniel Jeremiah or, or Todd McShay's evaluation of these players. But when you do a mock draft, you're predicting more often than not what you think will happen. And so you see Brian Branch falling out of the first round, falling past 24 overall. I think it's absolutely crazy, and you know why, obviously. He's not the biggest corner safety nickel prospect out there. He's six foot, about 190. He also ran a 4.58 40-yard dash, which is certainly far from elite. But he does have really great explosiveness. He is unbelievable rolling downhill, so he's going to help you in pursuit. Um, when you talk about going and getting screens, tackling underneath uh, pass catchers, all that stuff. He's going to help you against the run. Like This is the best tackler in the class. Then he's a really instinctive coverage player as well with quick feet and really loose, fluid hips. He gets the job done in coverage, gets the job done against the run, gets the job done in pursuit. He can blitz for you. He can line up all over the place, whether it's at nickel, either safety spot. Brian Branch is the best nickel player in this draft by a a wide margin, and it's the Jaguars' biggest need is nickel, in my opinion. So it's an easy pick for me at 24 overall. I've kind of explained this one to death over the last couple weeks. I think it just adds up in a major way for the Jaguars. Brian Branch at 24 overall. And again, this is what I would do. I think if Brian Branch is there at 24, assuming you don't have like a, a really talented edge that falls to you, like a Miles Murphy or a or a Nolan Smith, and even then I still might be taking Brian Branch. But I don't expect either of those guys to fall, so Brian Branch would be the pick for me. That's chalky, right? No doubt about it. I can admit that. But sometimes chalk is right. Like Sometimes you just look at Jaguars. They have their greatest need at nickel. The best player at the position is still available when you get to 24 overall. Go and get it done, and that really helps complete your defense. You struggled to cover over the middle of the field. You struggled to bring down ball carriers and intermediate and short pass catchers on your first tackle. Brian Branch is going to help you improve massively in those areas. So easy pick for me, but getting past the 24th overall pick, this is where I get really spicy with it. And I have the Jacksonville Jaguars trading – 56 overall, 88 overall, and a 2023 third round pick to get back into the first round at 25, have back-to-back picks here, and take Osiris Torrance out of the University of Florida. Um, I think the trade value matches up for the Giants, who were at 25 overall. They get a second, a third, and a future third. I think that makes a lot of sense for them on on that front. And for the Jaguars, getting back into 25 overall, up to 25 overall, I should say, back into the first round. Again, I am trying to make sure I'm getting prospects here in this draft that I feel can come in and make an immediate impact and a long-term impact. And that's what we're doing here with Osiris Torrance out of the University of Florida. Offensive lineman, interior offensive lineman, played guard for the, for the Gators and then played at Louisiana prior to transferring to Florida for his final season, followed his head coach, Billy Napier, over to Florida. And the the Rays' level of competition didn't matter. Didn't matter at all for Osiris Torrance. Didn't allow a single sack at Louisiana during his career there. Did not allow a single sack at the University of Florida. This is a massive interior offensive lineman with great length, with 
really good quickness for his size at 330 pounds. Um, Again, didn't give up a sack, has a tremendous anchor, tremendous length. I think he has good quickness in the run game um, for his size. Again, obviously not the greatest mover on the planet, but he's one of the biggest interior offensive linemen you will find. And and, uh, I just think pairing him with Brian Branch, you really set your defense up for success with, with the Brian Branch pick. You know, having your full starting lineup fully fledged out on the defensive side of the ball there, getting Brian Branch in there to be your nickel and safety. Osiris Torrance, uh, he comes in, I think he projects as your left guard in year one, starting left guard. You do have Ben Barch coming off the knee injury where he dislocated his knee and suffered some ligament damage. The Jaguars came out and said last week Ben Barch might not be ready for the start of training camp, even though he is ahead of schedule in his recovery. You also asked also have Tyler Shatley who you can you know you know insert him into the starting lineup when need be but is he going to really give you the highest level of play at left guard no he's a stopgap option at this point and the thing about it is both of those players Ben Barch and Tyler Shatley they're both on expiring contracts in 2023 so you bring in Osiris Torrance who upgrades the position massively um, not only short term but long term as well And you're doing this to help protect Trevor Lawrence, right? I think at times last year when you saw Trevor Lawrence struggle, there was immediate interior pressure. Like Tyler Shatley, for as good as he can be, for as as reliable as he has been throughout his career, he's just not as big and athletic as a lot of these really talented interior pass rushers. And so you saw him get taken advantage of at times. And Ben Barch... While he has shown development, he's coming off of a major injury and going into the final year of his rookie deal. I think Osiris Torrance presents a much higher floor of play and a higher ceiling of play. And when you're going up against Jeffrey Simmons, DeForest Buckner, Chris Jones, Trevor Lawrence, he does not have a hard time avoiding edge pressure. Guys on the edge... You know, if your tackle gets beat, he senses it pretty well for the most part and is able to get up into that pocket, manipulate the pocket, has great pocket presence and pocket movement, but you can't step up in the pocket if you don't have interior pass protection. And I think that's what Osiris Torrance is going to give to you um, from day one. He's going to really upgrade that unit. And now you're going to be looking at just a really stacked offensive line group on the interior when you talk about... um, uh, Brandon Sheriff at right guard, who was battling through some injuries last year. Luke Fortner going into year two. And then Osiris Torrance at left guard. I think these two additions would give you the chance to compete at a high level. Uh, you're going to compete at a high level already. But to compete at the highest level in January, in February. These two guys, both from a character perspective, an on-field perspective, a talent perspective, and a need perspective, give the Jaguars exactly what they should be looking for in this 2023 NFL draft. And yeah, trading up to 25 overall, it costs you a lot. You're not going to have any day two picks now, right? For the Jaguars, you gave up your second and your third round pick and a future third. But getting Brian Branch and Osiris Torrance in the same class, that would be absolutely unbelievable. And that would be, in my opinion, one of the best possible outcomes for the Jaguars to land the best nickel in this class by far at 24 overall 
and then the best interior offensive lineman if you're counting Skaronsky as a as a tackle. First or second best interior offensive lineman with Osiris Torrance, who has unbelievable physical traits with his size, his strength, and his length, and, and good proportional quickness. I think it'd be a home run. Home run start to the draft for the Jaguars, and this would be a, a bombshell type of move. You know, a massive move up the board for the Jaguars. But it's one that if I could get a team to bite, if I could get a team to trade down with me, and I could come away with with Brian Branch and Osiris Torrance after day one of the NFL draft, I think I'd be doing cartwheels. I'd be doing backflips if I was in that Jaguars war room. Uh, So no day two picks here, but that's just fine. I'm not too concerned with that because you got two big-time guys in the first round. And then so our next pick isn't till the fourth round, 121 overall. Thought about trying to get even more aggressive and move up to get some more guys here, but the trades just didn't quite work out. So we're sticking and picking at 121 and 127, the Jaguars' two fourth-round picks. Isaiah McGuire, edge out of Missouri, falls all the way to the Jaguars at 121 overall. This is a player, in my opinion, who should be a day two type of edge rusher coming out of the SEC, faced really good competition, um, has all the physical traits you're looking for from a size perspective. He's 6'4 and and a half, 268 pounds. So one of these bigger defensive end type guys, kind of like a Trayvon Walker. He has 33 and 7 eighths inch arms, so he has the length you're looking for. Small hands, which is weird. You've seen some small hands guys this year. Um, Isaiah McGuire being one of them. Um, uh, Miles Murphy out of Clemson also being one of them. But then, and speaking of, Miles Murphy is the top. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Top mock draftable athletic comparison to Isaiah McGuire, but Josh Allen is also a guy. Jaguars Josh Allen, another guy with smaller hands. Just kind of weird how these trends kind of happen here. But um, 1.72 10-yard split, not great, but the 476 40 at 268 pounds with the type of power and, and mass that he brings to the table and length that he brings to the table. I think you see a lot of a lot of good traits from Isaiah McGuire. I think he has a pretty advanced pass rush tool bag. He's a really good edge setter against the run. I think if you bring him in here as your third rusher in a rotation, I think you feel pretty good about that in year one. And I think he's going to develop into a starting caliber edge defender at the next level. Makes sense with a lot of the stuff Trent Balky has shown to value over the course of his career as a general manager. And so bringing in Isaiah McGuire, I think, refortifies that defensive front. I think he's the type of guy with his size and movement skills and, and traits could probably also kick in and rush from the interior on pass rushing downs, clear pass rushing downs. I think that'd be a really fun pick, a good get for the Jaguars in the fourth round. You know, a guy that probably should be a day two pick, getting a guy like that in the fourth round kind of makes up for not having those day two picks that you lost trading up to get Osiris Torrance. 
And then at 127 overall, this is one of my guys in this class. He's a local kid, went to Bartram Trail High School. Xavier Hutchinson, wide receiver out of Iowa State. The biggest knock on him is that he's just not a crazy athlete at the position, but he's a, a good athlete at the position. There's no doubt about that in my mind. And he's a really talented kid. He catches pretty much everything thrown his way. He's six foot one and seven eighths, almost six foot two, over 200 pounds, four, five, three, 40 yard dash, 36 inch vert. All that stuff is just pretty much average at the receiver position. The one, one, six, 116 uh, broad jump, three cone drill, 691, 435, 20 yard shuttle. Like his athleticism isn't going to blow you away, but he is a polished route runner with a really good release package off the line. He uses leverage really well. He kind of leans in to defenders to get them off of his body and then explodes in the other direction. And his catch point skills are some of the best in this class. He comes down with a lot of contested catches. He comes down with a lot of acrobatic catches, and he catches the ones that are easy. You don't see many focus drops on Xavier Hutchinson's tape. And the reason I think he fits with the Jaguars so well is because you lost Marvin Jones, who was your most consistent possession receiver. Yes, you've added Calvin Ridley to the mix, and he's going to be your do-it-all type of leading receiver, wide receiver one. But, you know, injuries can happen. Different things can happen. Zay Jones... He's costing a pretty penny right now to be your wide receiver three. Maybe you bring in an Xavier Hutchinson and he fights for reps early on in year one, but then year two, you kind of throw throw him into the Zay Jones role and get cheaper uh, by, by moving on from Zay Jones, who Zay's a great guy, great character fit, fun guy to be around. I think he's a quality receiver, but the bottom line is this is brass tacks. He's getting paid a lot of money. The Jaguars are going to have a lot of young players that need to get paid in the coming years. I think getting cheaper at the wide receiver position beyond uh, Christian Kirk and Calvin Ridley, who that's another guy you're going to have to pay after 2023 if you want to keep him around. And obviously I think you will based on the early returns so far. I think bringing in Xavier Hutchinson to be your wide receiver three beyond the 2023 season makes a lot of sense at 127 overall. Jags don't have a fifth round pick thanks to the Calvin Ridley trade, but talk about bringing in a a couple guys in the sixth round here. Muhammad Ibrahim, a running back who he does not have great speed. He's got a lot of tread on the tires, but you're bringing him in here to be a a downhill power runner that can help you in games, in drives, um, and wear out your opponent, kind of break them down over the course of the game. Obviously not coming in to replace Travis Etienne, coming in to complement a Travis Etienne, to be a guy like Isaiah Pacheco was for the Chiefs down the stretch, who can just wear teams out at the end of games during uh, these these later later games in the season, December, January, February, etc. I think Muhammad Ibrahim would give the Jaguars a tackle-breaking presence, a physical presence at the running back position that they don't currently have. And I know they like Snoop Connor, but they didn't like him enough to get him on the field much in 2022. And I just don't think he has quite the same skill set as a guy like Muhammad Ibrahim, who runs a lot like Damian Pierce, does not have the same explosiveness as a Damian Pierce, but has that violent running style where he's going to be be that guy that defenders do not want to come up and hit when it comes down to the fourth quarter. So I think that makes a lot of sense. So we've done a lot of fun stuff so far, in my opinion. Brian Branch, Osiris Torrance, Isaiah McGuire, Xavier Hutchinson, Muhammad Ibrahim now. Got two picks left. 
I'm going to go ahead and trade up, though, to 198 to make sure I can get this offensive tackle that I feel comfortable with. Because while, while I think you're okay at tackle with Cam Robinson, with Walker Little, with Josh Wells as your swing tackle, Cam Robinson and Josh Wells have both dealt with some injuries over the course of their career. So I'm bringing in Warren McClendon, trading up to 198 overall. Warren McClendon out of Georgia, who's a guy that – uh, a quality starter throughout his career. Started a lot of games for the Georgia Bulldogs. I think he has the length. He has the functional athleticism and and the experience to come in and be a guy who, in a pinch in year one, if Josh Wells is injured and Cam Robinson is injured, could you have Walker Little playing left tackle and Warren McClendon playing right tackle and still holding down the fort? I think you really could. And so I think that presents a lot of value for me. And then the Jaguars, we have one more pick after these trades we've made. And we're going to go ahead and address the tight end position because while Evan Ingram is expected to return, they're trying to get a a deal done with him so he's not just playing on the franchise tag in 2023. There's not a ton of depth behind him. The Jaguars, they've talked about liking Luke Farrell, who can be kind of a balanced tight end for you. They also have Garrett Prince on the roster, who was a rookie out of UAB last year, who has a ton of athleticism. They like him as well. But for me, I think you want to bring in someone else at the position to continue to fortify the back end of the roster there. Um, and, and Blake Whitehart, I think, has been consistently underrated throughout this process, honestly, out of Wake Forest. He's a guy that catches pretty much everything thrown his way. He's a willing and able blocker. He's six foot four, two forty seven. 247, uh, ran a 4.740 yard dash, 35-inch vert. A pretty good overall athlete at the position, but he just looks like a pro already. Looks like a consummate professional, even though he's been playing at Wake Forest for the last few years. I think Blake Whitehart could come in and really elevate the bottom of your tight end room in a big way and eventually, I think, be a solid contributor. And getting somebody like that at the bottom of the draft in, in the sixth round here, your final pick of the draft, I think would be would be a huge move for the Jaguars. Make no mistake about it. While I like what we did on the third day of the draft here for the Jaguars, getting an Isaiah McGuire, who I think should be a a third-round pick, and Xavier Hutchinson, who I think should be a third-round pick as well, Muhammad Ibrahim, who clearly a day-three running back because of the tread on the tires because he doesn't have insane explosiveness, but a guy who is going to help you win football games down the stretch, no doubt about it, and then insurance at tackle and tight end and Warren McClendon and Blake Whitehart. Make no mistake about it, this draft is all about what we did on day one. This is about bringing in Brian Branch, upgrading your secondary from a coverage standpoint and from a tackling and pursuit standpoint, and then making sure the interior of your offensive line is locked down. You have Ben Barch coming off of injury. You don't know exactly when he's going to be back, when he's going to be healthy and 100%. You have Tyler Shatley, who's aging, who... Yes, he can be a stopgap starter, but you don't want to go into the season with him as your starter. Bring in Osiris Torrance, massively upgrade the position. A guy that has never allowed a sack in his college football career. He's going to help you protect Trevor Lawrence. He's going to help make sure that pocket stays intact. So when there is edge pressure, when there are guys screaming off the edge, Trevor Lawrence can step up in the pocket and maneuver and manipulate the pocket at a high level. I think Osiris Torrance combined with Brandon Sheriff and Luke Fortner is going to allow you to be able to protect that interior 
portion of the pocket in a much better way in 2023 than you did in 2022. I think it's going to help set you up to potentially compete, you know, to get past that AFC divisional round, to get past the AFC championship maybe for the first time in the Jaguars franchise history. We'll see how it all plays out. But that is my final what I would do mock draft. I'm trying to make sure that the Jaguars have what it takes to compete at the highest level in 2023 and beyond with this draft. I know we got super aggressive to go up in the first round uh, with, with Osiris Torrance at 25 overall. But I think sometimes you need to get aggressive when you have a team that's on the brink of, of being an incredibly special team. Go pull the trigger. Swing for the fences. Do what you got to do to put your team over the top. I think you do that in this draft with Ryan Branch and Osiris Torrance and the collection of talent we got on day three. So thank you so much for tuning in, Duval. Hit me up on Twitter, at Jordan DeLugo. Let me know what you think. You can also drop a comment in the comment section on YouTube. If you're listening on your podcast platform of choice, please subscribe and review. Enjoy the rest of your day, Duval. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.